today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. You know, one of my pet peeves, you go into a store, you look for stuff. Hey, I like that. I think I'm. Gonna, there's no price tag on it. I mean, you know, show me the price tag. Shut, t- tell me, give me an idea what I'm doing there, okay? Well, uh, the same thing applies to the the LRT project here in Hamilton. Uh, it sounds like a great idea. I, I, you know, lots of statistics here about economic development, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we still, after all this conversation, don't really have a price tag for it. Uh, we know that the previous government committed $1 billion, and uh, we're not quite sure about the commitment to this government. They said, yeah, you can have the money, et cetera, et cetera. We know about some of the things that Doug Ford has said on this. Well, yesterday uh, we had MPP Donna Skelly on the program, and I asked her specifically, what if there's a cost overrun? Is a billion dollars a billion dollars? Are you going to just pay for this thing? And uh, this is what uh, this is what Donna Skelly had to say yesterday. Well, I, I don't think it's a stretch to think that when we're in a government facing a fifteen billion dollar deficit, that we would not we would be able to uh, shore up funds for anything other than what we have committed to. All right. So that seemed to indicate to us anyway that uh, the, the policy here is going to be, yeah, the billion, but if it's a cost overrun, as Donna went on to say, that the city was going to be responsible for that. Now, I asked her, are you making a policy statement here on behalf of your government, or is this your amusing? And we're not quite sure. Uh, so she mentioned, obviously, the transport minister was going to be in town at some point in the future, and I said, well, look, we've got to get on and get some clarity. Uh, word of that discussion uh, that I had with uh, Donna Skelly, obviously, it filtered down to City Hall. They were having a meeting yesterday. I know Mayor Eisenberger, who was uh, well, got word of this, obviously responded to this. But so did Councilor Brad Clark, who had already uh, had some concerns about this, and he's going to present a motion uh, that might add some clarity to this. And uh, Brad Clark, of course, uh, City Councilor, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Brad, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, where you're going with this and the motion. And uh, I, well, the frustration, I think, a lot of people, whether you're for this project or against it, Brad, uh, we, we need some clarity here. Clarity is the, the correct word. Uh, we really need to understand uh, what the, the government policy is with regards to any cost escalations on the billion dollars. Um, as we all know, we've been talking about this since 2007, and inflation alone has risen by, by 19% across Canada over those years. So what's that impact going to have on the billion dollars? We don't know. And who's going to pay? We don't know. Well, we've been down this road before. Anybody that uh, has any memories, of course, of the uh, the expressway debate that went on here for, what, 45 years or whatever it was, uh, and, and, of course, the longer this thing was, was pushed forward, pushed forward, pushed forward, the costs kept escalating. Uh, thankfully, there was a government that said, don't worry, we're going to cover that, or at least the, the, the link part of that anyway. Uh, so we, we'll go for that. That's done. But, I mean, it, I don't want to see this, hap- this happen again. And that's why I asked uh, Donna Skelly yesterday, what is the government's position on this? And, uh, I, again, we're not sure uh, because, obviously, she's not she's not the minister. She's not the premier. Um I don't know that her comments didn't do much more than simply cloud the issue even more. Well, I, 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 I don't mean to disparage uh, Member Skelly. Uh, I, I, I likely... <laughs> understanding what the role is of an MPP in government, uh, I would find it incredibly uh, challenging. I'd be shocked if she was um, speaking out of turn and she wasn't speaking from some discussions that she's had with either the Premier or the Minister. That being said, um, she's not the Cabinet Minister and she's, she's not in Cabinet, and, and we simply need it in writing. As a, as a government ourselves, we need clarity in writing so that we can make decisions, and that's why I thought the motion was 
prudent, reasonable, and responsible. Yeah, I know because there was some pushback to say, "Oh, we can't do that because we're you know we're trying to get the RFP process going." This really this that's apples and oranges, isn't it, Brad? Yes, it is. I I was very careful in the drafting of the motion to to not request any dollar figures. Uh, I it's not about what the final cost is; it's about the process. So if inflation says it's going to run another $200 million, we need to understand who's going to pay for that extra $200 million. And, and that this request will not prejudice the RFP in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I suspect that the consortiums would also like to have some clarification on this prior to their bidding process. Well, and, and part of the catalyst for this conversation, of course, was, was the spectator and others have, have tried to get some information about this. And so there have been some freedom of information requests. Uh, and I, I know that when they finally got a response to that, a lot of the stuff that was finally given to them was redacted because uh, there's, and that's that's probably a very frustrating experience too. But there were discussions, and you saw some of this stuff, Brad, that uh, that was released. Uh, it was in the Spectator article mm-hmm. where they talked about cost overruns and the, the fact that they expect, as a matter of fact, that there will be cost overruns in this. Uh, so now more than ever before, I think we need to have that conversation because we're not talking about uh, you know a pocket change here. This is a significant amount of money. Well, it's a billion dollars, so whenever you have cost overruns on a billion dollars, they end up being significant. Um, and and I, I think everyone in the city, it, it was the worst-kept secret that there were going to be cost overruns. I think everyone in the city acknowledged knowing what, how capital projects work on large infrastructure. It always, the cost increases towards the end. And, and we're not asking for that figure. We're simply asking for clarity if there is a cost overrun based on escalation and the government keeps saying it's a billion dollars, it's a billion dollars, and that's all they talk about, Bill, then what's the policy on any excess over that billion dollars? Please tell us. Because, and again, because that overrun can be a big number. I mean, if, you know, if you're going to get a, an, an explanation from Metrolinx that says, oh, uh, it could be $1.2 million or $1.3 million instead of a bill, or billion, rather, $1.3 billion, that's $200 million. <laughs> We're, and and the city is going to be on the hook for that. I mean, that's what you know. Donna Skelly seemed to indicate yesterday. If that's the policy, uh, I think you as a councillor need to know that going forward, don't you? Absolutely. And I got very nervous when I was listening to the GM of HSR talk about that um, they're buying their buses now through Metrolinx, and the actual cost of the buses have increased by thirty percent. That shocked me. I was under the impression that Metrolinx was going to be getting us uh, really good deals on these buses. Now we're paying much more than we were in the past. That 30% number just, just kind of slapped me in the face when I heard it, and I started thinking about the LRT, and that's what prompted this motion. What's this going to do? You, you've been involved in contracts, Brad, but at various levels, of course, and you know, I don't want to get into the stadium thing again. I think people still have those wounds haven't healed yet. They're still a little hot about that issue. But with the idea about cost overruns and bidders and, and et cetera, are you starting to, to relive that sense of frustration right now that maybe this thing is, is running away from you and that you don't have the control over it that you were hoped that, that you were going to? I've always felt that we didn't have the control over the project as a city. It was really within Metrolink's um, um, bailiwick completely. Um, the, the challenges from my experience when I'm looking at large highway, look at the Red Hill, for example. I was the Minister of Transportation when the Red Hill was yeah. finally being constructed. And that entire contract talked about capital costs only. And even when the city uh, decided to go after the federal government, I had to amend that contract to allow them to use some of that billion dollars 
for operational expenses in the litigation. Um, so we need clarity on this. We need to understand exactly what the billion dollars is paying for and who pays over and above if there's, there's a, uh, uh, an escalation. If there is no hard and fast commitment, and I, again, I, I'm on side with you on this, Brad. You're not asking for a dollar figure here. You're just going to say, who's got our back on this? Or is it, is it going to be up to us? Until we get that clarified, how are you going to get anybody from the private sector or anybody else that wants to bid on this thing to do the construction to, to actually give a hard and fast bid? Because they don't know. I mean, they may be responsible for any overruns. We don't know that yet. And, and that's one of the challenges. And, and I suspect that since that hasn't happened, that even some of the, the consortiums that are bidding are a little bit nervous. I, I understand you know, that they still have not received the bid, and they're, they're many months now behind. They would want clarity. You know, normally in a, in a, a contract, they even talk about like a 15% contingency on a constr- large construction project. Well, just doing those numbers are significant. So who's going to pay? And that's the big question. Because I know that was a part of the stadium thing. It's part of just about every other contract. And that's almost uh, a standard issue or, or clauses. And then, Brad, I mean, that there's a holdback to make sure or if there's overruns, et cetera. And, and that was part of the legal battle that you had with the stadium. We're not even there yet because we haven't even made that determination yet with this project. All we keep hearing and keep talking about is $1 billion dollars. Uh, and, and so that's the challenge, knowing how these contracts work. Inflation alone is a big hit. What about the, the actual contingencies that are required because they find things along the route bill, as you know, that they didn't expect and that increase the cost to the project, who's going to pay? Well, anybody that watches the Property Brothers on HGTV understands that. As soon as you start tearing the wall apart, right? I didn't know that was going to be there. We had to take that wall down, oi. Yeah, oi, look at that. Look at those crawly things in there. Uh, and we don't know. Once we, we haven't even got a shovel in the ground yet, so we haven't got those estimates. But, but even some of the information we do have on this, I mean, and, and again, this is from Metrolinks, uh, says that, look, at, yeah, we, we understand that there could be cost overruns. And they say, well, that could have an impact on the, the scope of the project. Which so uh, if, if, well, I, uh, what I read into that, Brad, is I don't think I can even guarantee right now that we're even talking about a project that's going to go from McMaster to Eastgate Square. That seems to be up in the air, depending on where the money's going to be. And and scope is a pretty broad word. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, so the size of the trains shrink in order to save money. I don't know, um, but we need clarity on this. And and so far, uh, Metrolinx has been less than forthcoming. And the Ministry of Transportation, it's time for the minister. To come and visit us and and just lay it off. We're all adults. We understand. We've been through these issues before. Just lay the the terms on the table so we know what's happening. Well, and let's talk about that process because I I know that we talked to the uh, to the mayor about this a couple of weeks ago because I guess there was a a commitment of some shape uh, by the premier's office that he was actually going to come and talk to. Uh, I don't know if it was going to be the council or just the mayor, whatever the case might be. But apparently that hasn't happened and they're not returning phone calls. Uh, now we're finding out that, well, the protocol is uh, that the minister should probably come first, and then maybe there'll be a future meeting with the premier about this. I, I don't know. You you walked in those shoes. Is that what you're supposed to do? That That is the normal, traditional protocol, yes. Okay. So, so well, you were the transportation minister, so you understand where we're going. So that, that's got to be step one, is to, is to get right at this point, Minister Yurik here, to talk about this. Correct. And, and, and I... I know the gentleman. He's a reasonable guy. He's very, uh, very uh, straight. He's a straight shooter. He'll tell you exactly what's going on. I think he will understand this request from the city and say, yes, absolutely. They need to know this is what our government policy is and come down and talk to us about it. 
Well, I, I'm getting a sense of deja vu again because when we were dealing with the previous government, as you recall, Brad, and you were on that council, uh, and we got mixed messages from the transportation ministers. As a matter of fact, I think we went about th- through three of them, I think, in a very short period of time uh, because of, of the messages which seemed to be contrary to what the premier's office was saying at the time. So uh, I'm hoping that, that these guys are going to be on the same page anyway. And then we have the mixed messages that, you know, the ministry has one position or is not responding to provide a position, and Metrolinks has another position. We just need it very clear in writing. Let's talk about the contingencies. Let's talk about the escalation due to inflation. Who's going to pay those costs? Just tell us now so we know what's coming. What about Retrolinks themselves? I mean, obviously, this is supposed to be the arm's length body that's supposed to look after all of these projects, not just here in Hamilton, but in other places, too. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to read the tea leaves on some of the comments that uh, that the Ford administration has made here. I, I, I don't get the sense that they're very enamored with Metrolinks right now, and I don't know where that's going to go. But uh, I, I guess the you know the question that that maybe is in the back of our minds right now is is Metrolinks going to be in charge over the long term on this, or are they going to take this over? Because they let's face it, they've torn apart a lot of the other things the previous government's done. Yeah, I was I, personally. I can only speak personally. Yeah, here, Bill. Yeah. I was never enamored with with Metrolinks. I I find that this arm's length uh, agency has has had um, a problem controlling their own costs um, and focusing on things that really truly matter, which is the capital end of all of these construction projects. Uh, and they get caught up too much in the communications and their spending's out of whack. Quite frankly. Um, and I, I think the government would be right in coming forward and saying, you know, we're going to look at Metrolinks and, and, and do an audit on it. But I'm not in the government. That's just my personal frustration in dealing with Metrolinks over the years. Well, because let's face it, a lot of these quote-unquote arms-length organizations aren't really arms-length organizations. Uh, and they're, they're essentially trying to do the work that the government should be doing anyway. So, you know, why do you need that middle person in there? That, that It's an extra step, I think, in some people's minds. And we've seen way too many examples over the last 15, 20 years in government where that extra step is a very costly one uh, because there can be cost overruns. And like you say, uh, you know, where's the money going to go? Who are you hiring, et cetera? And there are subsets to that. And we can get into the orange ambulance things and a whole bunch of other things like that. I'm not suggesting that's where, Amb- where Metrolinx is going. But if the government decides to do that, Brad, it's just another delay in this project. Well, it shouldn't delay the project. Um, from my experience, the Ministry of Transportation have the engineers and the quali- and, and, and the professional experts on staff right now that could, could handle Metrolinx's job. And so it would be a transition process. So it shouldn't impact any of the capital projects, but it would um, um, bring some, some accountability to where the money is being spent on higher-order transit across the province. Uh, for the longest time, Go Transit was, was under the Ministry of Transportation. Yeah. Go Transit had a manager. They looked after the actual day-to-day function, but funding of new capital, those decisions were made by, by the MTO in consultation with municipalities. Let's talk about the motion. We've got about a minute or two left here. Mm-hmm. I want to talk it. Says, uh, so have you gauged the support from your, your council colleagues on this? Are they ready to move forward on this? I really haven't gauged it. Um, I think it's a very reasonable and, and respectful motion, uh, and I can't see uh, any logical reason why any municipal councillor would oppose it. 
I, are you asking, as, as part of this, is there going to be an invitation for the minister to visit here? I mean, because, I, again, in my conversation with Donna Skelly yesterday, she indicated that she was starting to get the wheels in motion to try to make that happen, but uh, obviously don't know when and, and exactly what, what the scope of any meeting would be at this point. Uh, would, you, would you like to have council have some part in that decision, too? Ideally, I'd love to invite the minister to be here, but I don't want to slow down this motion. This motion, and I don't want any confusion, this motion is simply asking that we get in writing from the Minister of Transportation the government's policy regarding any cost escalation on the billion dollars and who pays. I think that needs to be done separately from any other invitation for the minister to come and speak to us. Uh, let me just go down the, the road of uh, speculative uh, ideas here for just a couple of seconds. Uh, if they say, yeah, we're going to cover this, which it's highly unlikely, uh, that's one element. Uh, if they say, no, you guys are going to have to cover any cost overruns, in your opinion, is that going to have an impact on, on council support for this project? Uh, it's quite possible. Um, we'd have to look at the debt policy for the, for the city um, the projected debt that we already have and uh, how we would finance um, this cost uh, and and ultimately council would have to make that decision from my recollection the majority of the councillors indicated from the very beginning they didn't want to spend any municipal money on the LRT yeah one dime I think was uh, the expression of one of your colleagues uh, we yeah. not one dime of taxpayers money but uh, if there's cost overruns they're going to fall into the city's uh, responsibility uh, I would think that changes the dynamic considerably. And regardless of that dynamic and that future possible decision, I still believe this motion is, is prudent today. We need the information. Well, absolutely, and that's, that's, it starts with that. Let's get some clarity and some detail. Uh, good luck with it, Brad. Uh, we'll see how your colleagues respond to this in the next little while, and, uh, and hopefully we can get the, the province to the table here and get some ideas as to what's happening. Appreciate the time today. Thanks, Bill. Have a great day. You bet, Chad. That's uh, Brad Clark, of course, City Councilor, bringing the motion forward. And again, not asking for a dollar figure, just saying, look it, you know, are you guys going to cover the whole cost? Or is it just a billion dollars? Because we, I, I know that Mayor Eisenberg has already been on record as saying, look, at the initial estimate for this was only about 875 So th- there was some wiggle room there within that billion dollars that they had committed. But you got to know that with the delays that we've had, and now we're finding out that they're probably not going to get into the, sho- the shovels into the ground at all this year, uh, costs go up. We know that with every project. The longer you wait, the more the cost is going to be. And uh, we have we exceeded that billion dollars with what we're trying to do and the amount of money that's allocated to it. We don't know yet. And hopefully, uh, Councilor Clark's motion will give us those answers. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.